Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. So I got a email from a client that I haven't heard from in a very long time. I love getting emails like this because sometimes people work with me and you know, then they're kind of off on their own. It's like, you know, a mother releasing her child and I never know like what happens to them. But it was for a very good reason and it often is she had gotten into a beautiful relationship. Um, so fast forward, it was a year later and when I had worked with her, we did some in-person coaching and phone coaching. She came to my live event and she, she said, Kim, I'm in this like phenomenal relationship and I just don't want to screw it up. Can I talk to you? We still had a, a call left, so I was so happy to hop on. And, you know, she kind of filled me in. Now, just a little bit of backstory on her. She, now she didn't have trouble getting dates. She really actually, that was one of her strengths. Um, she dated a lot of people and then she would get into these relationships but they were really, really like a bad pattern for her. They either were like lopsided relationships or the guys were narcissists or man children. Whatever it was, she found herself almost like laying on the floor at the end of each relationship. I think a couple guys had cheated on her and whatnot. So she was in this kind of constant fear of abandonment. And, you know, then she would keep almost choosing guys that wouldn't commit in fear of getting too attached to them. And then she would kind of latch on to the next one. So she was happy to report that she broke the pattern because guess what? She did the work and she was having a lot of fears around it. And this comes up quite a bit. So she said that this guy that she met, I love this too. She met in her improv class, which I was so celebrating because I often tell people to go to improv to help them in so many ways, not necessarily to get a boyfriend, but you know, obviously it happened to her because she was in the state of openness and having fun. And she nailed this great guy. And he was really fun. He listened to he listens to her. Great partnership. Um, they communicate really, really well. And he loves her and loves everything about her. And I was just so happy that it was a reciprocal relationship because this was really new for her. So I said, Well, so what's going on? Everything sounded really, really good. And she's like, you know, it's been a little over a year and I just need to check in and have a little bit of tune up because there's these triggers that are occurring and I just don't want to sabotage the relationship. So we hopped on and we talked more and thank God she talked to me because as I told her, she dodged another bullet that would have been something that she would have done in the past when she gets scared. And what happened is there was an incident where she didn't hear from him for a very long time. He had a busy day at work and actually was helping a friend. And he was, he kind of just almost fell off the radar and he was non-communicative. And she's like, oh, there it is. Like the, the trigger went up and she's like, oh my God, he's cheating on me. Like she already went there. And instead of running or looking for the next guy that she could kind of hop on and get out of this relationship with, which she actually was having thoughts about. 
she decided to call me instead. And as we worked through this, and there was an exercise I walked her through, she realized that it was all her, that there was no indication or history with this guy that would give her any kind of you know, alarm that he was in fact cheating or that he was going to leave her. This was all kind of what I call ghosts from the past. And I see this happen a lot with people who get into relationships, especially when they have broken a pattern or there has been a, a negative pattern before and how the ghosts from our past can cloud our reality in a current healthy relationship. And really, this is the way that the brain works to protect oneself from getting hurt, right? Because as history has it, your brain tells you, oh, this is something that has happened in the past. If you don't hear from a guy, this is when they leave or they cheat on you. Um, but because my client did the work and she called me instead of running from her relationship, she did dodge that bullet and is on the path to greater intimacy. So I thought this would be a really good topic to talk about today. That actually just happened. I was hot, hot the press. And I actually got a call from somebody else who is in a similar situation, a new relationship, and she's having a lot of anxiety coming up and how to navigate that. So I want to introduce to you Melissa. Melissa, hello. 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 How are you? I'm great. Very happy to be talking to you. Thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for being here. And it's very timely because I think a lot of people experience this kind of thing. It's just part of relationships, right? There's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs. But what what's important to know is you and I don't know each other. Actually, this is the first time that you and I are talking. So this is going yeah. to be really fun. I want to hear a little bit more about you and, you know, just what's coming up for you. And then we can see how I can help. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm, yeah, this is a new relationship. We're about three months in recently kind of, you know, decided to commit and be exclusive, which was great. Um, I'm, it's my first kind of, you know, real adult relationship. I'm 27 years old, so I know I'm a little late to the game. Um, and this guy is wonderful. We, we get along really well. He listens to me. He treats me really well. You know, he's met my friends. I've met his. We spend a lot of time together. Um, and so I would start feeling, I would just have these little anxieties come up, you know, if, if like a day had passed and he hadn't texted me for most of the day or he has a, I have a pretty stable job time-wise right now, but he mm -hmm. freelances. So his schedule is always unpredictable. It's very hard for him to make plans ahead of time. We try to when we can, but sometimes it's kind of like, you know, we'll hang out, we'll say goodbye in the morning, and then we won't really make plans as to when we'll see each other again. So I won't be sure. And that, you know, the day will pass and I'll feel fine about it. But if the next day rolls around, he hasn't gotten in touch with me, I'll start to feel nervous. I'll have all these little anxieties and fears come up and start to think, you know, oh, it's been, you know, like a day and a half since we saw each other. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. He changed his mind. He's not going to text me. All of these things, which, I mean, now that he's like my boyfriend, <laughs> we're in a committed relationship, seems so silly to me that they keep coming up. Mm -hmm. Um I'm just having a little bit of trouble navigating how to shake them off. Him and I are very different. I'm mm. I'm very emotional and I think I'm my instinct is always, you know, when there's someone I care about in my life to just like be with them a lot of the time and always be in touch and like communicate a lot. 
Uh, and he very much kind of needs his space once in a while. He's very like straightforward and kind of serious. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I sometimes tend to take things about his personality personally because he is a new person in my life. I, we didn't know each other before we started dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's a little bit of something that um, kind of also has brought up a little bit of fear and anxiety, you know, when but he'll communicate. He'll say, you know, sometimes I just need a day where I don't talk to anybody. It has nothing mm. to do with you. I just need a day away from people sometimes. And yet when a whole day passes and he hasn't really texted me, I know that that's probably why. But I, mm-hmm. in the back of my head, I, the fear still keeps coming up of, you, you did something wrong or, I don't know, you said something last time you guys saw each other and now he's having second thoughts. I'm just having some trouble kind of shaking that off. Yes. Yes. Well, and it was, it's kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning with, with my client, you know, like when, when men pull back and they don't communicate a lot of times women that, that trigger, it just, it happens. But for you, and I don't know you, tell me a little bit more, like you said, this is your first real adult relationship, which cracked me up. What, what do you mean by that? Like, is, is this the longest relationship you've had the most mature? Like, what, what did you mean? Um, it's definitely the most mature relationship I've had. I mean, honestly, men that I've dated before, the last time I was in like kind of a relationship where I would call someone my boyfriend was the end of high school. Ah. Between then and now, I've kind of dated people here and there. I've definitely had some um, run-ins with unrequited feelings, which have been a blast to go through. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, and maybe it's some of those, like what you mentioned earlier, kind of those ghosts from the past. I think definitely something like that comes up. But this, this, would, be the first, I, this would be the first thing I would really define as a proper relationship that I've had in my life. Before that, it was a lot of kind of dating here and there and then things not working out or me wanting to be with someone and it never really getting even started. Ah, okay. So like what has happened in the past? Have you had some hurt or think you said things didn't work out? Like what happened? Definitely. I've had, um, you know, I think the last person that I really had very strong feelings for was someone that um, we worked together, we met, we instantly liked each other and clicked in a really lovely way that I hadn't really experienced with anybody before. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we went out on a few dates and we were getting close and I developed pretty, you know, quite strong feelings. Um, and he just, because of a lot of emotional blocks and issues that he had was basically just like, I can't have a relationship. I can't do this. Um, but we remained in each other's lives and it took me a very long time to kind of deal with my feelings for him Mm -hmm. and let go of that. I think it's, I think experiences I've had with men before has always been like things have just kind of ended in somewhat of an unexplained fashion on their end where they would end things and I would never really be sure as to what happened, which always I think will, especially when you're young, will lead you to think that you did something wrong or that it was something about you, but you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it was a lot of things like that where I never really got closure. And I think that comes up like this fear. The last guy that I dated before my current boyfriend was someone that was really lovely. Uh, We dated for about a month. And then he somewhat suddenly, I was going on a trip. He was going on a very long trip. We hadn't committed or anything because, you know, it was early. And we both left, kind of, you know, left it. I wasn't sure if we were going to see each other when we were back in town again. It was going to be maybe about six to eight weeks before we were both back in town. Um, Mm -hmm. And in that time, he, you know, he got a job in a different state and moved. 
and and that left me kind of you know that was a little like sudden change that I wasn't really expecting because I was thinking here there's you know there's a man that likes me very much and I like him and things aren't really defined between us but I was definitely thinking that when we were both back in the same town we would see each other again and all of a sudden you know I texted him he was like oh you know I got a job in this other place and that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and then it was done um, after that and then it was done and it was again <sighs> a thing that you know I, I had no control over it I wasn't even given the chance to like get into the relationship um and I think that I think a lot of those past experiences maybe trigger this in me of this fear of having the rug pulled out from under me or just being totally blindsided. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like there's the sense of lack of, like you said, control and closure even. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like like you're going along and, and everything is what you think is fine. And then suddenly you wake up and it's like you're... (laughs) <laughs> they're gone. Poof. It was like, what, yeah. what, what was that? You know, like it was almost, <laughs> you know, like a, like a fairy tale. It's how, like Cinderella and the pumpkin. And it just kind of, you know, like you went back to the pumpkin and what happened. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. And I think it's maybe because, because I've never really experienced a proper breakup where I was informed <laughs> and a part of it really. Oh. Um, I think that lack of experience has led me in all of these other times to think that it was something that again, that it was something that was on me Mm. as opposed to just understanding emotion. Intellectually, I understand that it wasn't, but emotionally it's very hard to get that through. So you took Um, all these in as like, there was something about you or your fault or that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I mean, I hope you don't mind me just digging a little bit because I always find like, yeah, there's always like, it's like an onion, right? Sometimes you peel away the <laughs> layers and trying to get to the yeah. kind of the core of all this stuff. Um, what, like, can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing? Like, you know, just like growing up, did you have an intact family or were your parents divorced? Yeah, tell me a little more about that. Um, my parents, my parents split up. They didn't get legally divorced till like two years ago. But my parents split up when I was about seven years old. Um, I'm an only child, and we are not from the states originally. So when we moved over here, like it's always really kind of been like the team of the three of us. Um, I love my extended family, but obviously don't get to see them very often. And you know, we've drifted somewhat as as it happens. Um, mm-hmm. My parents split up when I was seven, but the really wonderful thing is that because they really treated me like I was part of this three person unit. It wasn't like we're the adults and you're the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they took care of me properly, but um, they didn't really hide the fact that things weren't going well between them romantically. I mean, when they told mm-hmm. me that they were kind of separating, I remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So you weren't wasn't surprised. Anything, no, I wasn't surprised. It wasn't anything that was very upsetting. I mean, obviously, as a kid, it's hard to know that your parents are fighting and not getting along at times, and mm-hmm. they didn't fully hide that from me. They obviously didn't expose it to me all the time because that's not you know good for anybody. Um, but that was, and they traveled a lot. I think my mother was very, I don't want to say overbearing because that sounds negative, but very present in my life aggressively mm-hmm. loving sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then my dad was kind of the opposite where he kind of just like sat back and like, I could go to him with anything, but he wasn't going to like press me or like always be like, what's your day? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? Who are you going out with? Who is this mm-hmm. person? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. my mom's kind of style. And my mm-hmm. dad's style was a lot more like you come to me with anything that you want, but otherwise like live your life and do your thing. Mm-hmm. How like, um, open were you guys in terms of expressing feelings in your family? Like, did you know where people, very, like you were able to talk about, you know, sad days, hard days, that kind of thing with your, both your parents. My mother and I are both artists. We're Eastern European. Mm -hmm. We're very much like, yeah, we don't really keep things in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What about with dad? Were you able to express things with dad? Absolutely. My dad, mm-hmm. well, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely was. I think you, you just made me realize something. <laughs> um, my dad, I take a lot more after my dad. I think I was, I was definitely closer with him when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but he became more absent in my life a little bit later on when I was a teenager or earlier. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not? I'll, I'll be open. Well, my dad had a, my dad has had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that definitely affected my relationship with him. Um, in that he, he was never violent or anything like that, but being young and seeing your parent act differently than what you're used to is very scary. Yes. Um, so I think like I, and I take after him a lot and I'm, and I was very, very close with him. But at a certain point when I kind of, you know, would see him drunk around me more and more, it really scared me. Um, And it definitely made my relationship with him much more complicated as I grew up and kind of became very fed up with dealing with his alcoholism and all of these kind of complications and stuff. Um, And then he moved back to uh, our country that we're from. He moved back there my senior year of high school and hasn't come back to the States since. So I see him about once a year whenever I go home. Um, oh. things with him, I de- my relationship with him definitely changed a lot, uh, when I became a young adult. What are you realizing right now as you're talking about this? I guess in retro, when I was in the experience and never, I guess when I'm thinking about it, it didn't really feel like it was a very sudden change, mm-hmm. but I'm just realizing that my dad was like, the person he was like he was my guy yeah when I was younger and that kind of more suddenly that I'm remembering it stopped mm-hmm. and he never I mean he never abandoned me by any means but it was just it just it, his 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 you know illness forced the relationship to change completely exactly wow and by- <laughs> do you see do you see the connection? Are you seeing it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What are, what are you seeing? What was the wow? Well, that I I guess it's not that I I never blamed myself for anything that happened between me and my dad, but I was very I very much kind of made a conscious decision and and not allowing him to affect me in the way that he did. But for the time that he did, I guess it's just, I mean, I think I just have a fear of, 
of being very close to somebody and it, and it just not, it, it's suddenly not being what I thought it was. Bingo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's that I'm amazing that you connected that too, like that. And, you know, and, and something that's really important and you said it too it's it's an abandonment when you know when you say mm-hmm. the word abandonment it comes in so many shapes and forms it's not that he like intentionally abandoned you in the way that you know maybe people think yeah. but but the abandonment is more about like what you just said it's the emotional kind of attachment that you had with somebody who's like yeah i mean he, your dad is your male role model he he was your rock right like and mm-hmm. you and, and he became something that was different than what was which seemingly keeps happening to you with these guys yeah and mm-hmm. and so you know what's and and this is where the ghosts come in and and this is something that happens to every human being it's this isn't like something even though it's like a, a realization that you're having and a connection it's not that uncommon where we often pick people that replicates a dynamic that we're trying to work through from our past almost as a way of seeing oh my gosh can i can I make this movie different with a different outcome? It's the subconscious right way of trying to work things through. And it's not like you did that intentionally where you picked guys that you knew would end up moving (laughs) or, you know, whatever that is just like, okay, I'm going to pick a guy who's going to move so that I can work out (laughs) my issues with dad. You know, it's not like we do that, (laughs) but there's, you know, I think if you trace back and obviously we can't do it on the, on the call today, but if you trace back maybe some characteristics of these men, there could be some Mm -hmm. similarities that they had of your dad and in positive ways too. You know, like we often pick both the, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. That's just definitely us, right. And so when we do that, A, it's the brain's way of trying to work through some things, but it's also your brain's way of protecting things. It's like, well, I don't want to get too close with people because what if they leave too? So you may end up picking men in situations who are non-committal, who are emotionally not mm-hmm. available or physically available um, because that also protects you in a way. So, you know, that that is kind of the, the truth, I think, of what's happening. So it makes sense. Now, fast forward to this relationship that you're in where mm-hmm. you're getting triggered because guess what? You committed. You're, that's your boyfriend yeah. now, right? Like there's an attachment to that. And yeah. so now all these fears are coming up. So, well, let's, let's talk about that in, in, in yeah. ways of like, first of all, what these fears specifically are and then what to do about it, right? Because it's like, okay, well, we just, I think, figured it out. It's almost like we cracked a little bit of a code, but now yeah. how, how do we like, you know, move past it? So Apply it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, first of all, how are you feeling right now with, with just discovering that? connection i'm feeling i'm feeling good i'm like bewildered by the fact that i never really made this connection consciously before (laughs) right yeah but it's totally true and it's funny that you brought up you know kind of the good and bad things because 
there's actually some of the things that I respect and, and, and enjoy so much about my boyfriend that are different from me are actually things that I see in my father that are like big positives in him, you know? Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, my, my biggest thing that would kind of trigger these fears is again, if he would, you know, and like realistically, I don't think he's ever actually gone 24 hours without texting me or something or being in touch with me in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's almost, when it's been almost a whole day and I start thinking like, oh, he's not thinking about me. He doesn't want to talk to me. He, all these things kind of start come up, coming up of like, well, you know, if we don't see each other for three days, then obviously he's going to start losing interest in me uh-huh. and start to like realize all the things that are wrong with me or whatever the hell. Um, and I remember actually I was talking to my mother about this and she was like, oh, when my, you know, when your father and me were dating, he was, mm-hmm. al- he was always like, he would like meet his date with his friends and do his thing. And like, oh yeah, totally. He, if we had had texting, he wouldn't have texted me every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh God, the similarities mm-hmm. are coming up. There you go. That, know. you know how you said, well, actually along those lines, I have a question. So you said that mm-hmm. you guys are very different in a lot of ways. Like you tend to be a little more emotional. He's a little more serious and needs kind of his yeah. reclusive time, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. is there any part of his differences that are like your dad too? That's a good question. Yeah, I think my father's an interesting mix because my dad is like very much, he's as emotional as I am, but it's just deeper. My mm-hmm. feelings are very much on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way in which we differ, which is something that I really respect about him, it's kind of my favorite thing about this relationship so far is that I'm really learning from it just for about relationships and myself as well, which I think is awesome. Um, and he, there's a similarity between them that differs from me and just kind of the way that the, the way in which they decide to be there for the people in their life, the way, the way in which they care about me, for example, both of them. Mm. Um, because my kind of love language of caring about someone is, you know, like, I'm always going to be like, Oh, you know, can I get you a thing? Can I do this? It's like doing things for them or getting them little presents. And, you know, I talk about my feelings a lot. I talk about feelings and he doesn't as much and neither does my dad. They're very much kind of like, they'll just do things. And it's something where like, I don't know if, if I'm having kind of a crappy day and he doesn't really say much, but he, he hugs me. That hug has a, like a lot of meaning to it. I remember there was, um, I don't know, we were like going to sleep or waking up. We were in bed and we were kind of looking at each other and like talking about whatever. Uh, and I said, I really like spending time with you. And he kissed me and didn't say anything back. And I was like, well, what, don't you like spending time with me? And he was like, I thought the kiss was clear that that's what the kiss meant, was that I like spending time with you too. And I was like, oh. Uh, that's, yeah. that's the way in which we differ that it is similar between him and my dad is that they're very much kind of about like little gestures and actions as opposed to not always saying it with words, which right. is something that there's nothing wrong with that. That's equally great. It's just a different language. And I think in the process of me learning how to understand that from his end, it sometimes leads me to be like, well, he didn't say this thing back or whatever. So he doesn't feel the same way and all of these things until I realize, like, oh, no, he just expresses them in a different way. And that is really, really um, important that you brought that out because can you see that 
if your dad was kind of that hands-on type of love language and mm-hmm. then he was gone, that must have been really hard then, the physical part of him being gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's a big, um, it's a big shift because I was, I was such a pain to my mom when I was a teenager, as girls mm-hmm. usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like in the times where our relationship is the most tumultuous, my dad was such a rock for me because, because my, like my mom, like we're both actresses. It's, so it's like all the emotions and we're very similar and I love her to death. So like, obviously it's going to cause you to butt heads and get into fights, especially when, you know, you have a teenage daughter. Yeah. Um, and so I think in the moments where my mom's and I relationship was like, she was just, you know, frustrating me and I was like going crazy. My, I would always kind of look to my dad and he would always like have a knowing look and be like, like I've got you, don't worry. Like, um, yeah, no. And and it's so beautiful, you know, that you, you have that and it's not like that went away, but when he went away, it went with him because Mm -hmm. he's not as verbal right? As, as yeah. that's not his love language. So I'm also wondering if there's a tie in here with now your current guy, since he's so similar that when you don't hear from him and since he's not verbal and he only gives you that kind of security when he's present, that that is when it spikes up for you. It's like, it's like that similar feeling of him being gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be it because it's, yeah, it made it because it, it's it's interesting because with my dad, like you said, none of that ever went away. Like from his right. side of it, he's always been there for me. But it's just my relationship to him changed completely. It's like you get to a point where you can't handle having someone with that issue in your life anymore because it, I mean, it affects the people around you so much. Yeah, and so it's not that my dad ever consciously or like directly took any of that emotional support away. But mm-hmm. I just stopped feeling like I could trust it. Absolutely. Especially when and it wasn't there physically for you. Yeah, you know? exactly. And he changed. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I love that you, you discovered this, you know, and I think this <laughs> is a big thing. <laughs> Funny how that happens. I'm very right? not expecting this kind of like realization. Wow. <laughs> and that's what we do here at the Charisma Quotient. No, you know, it's it's a very powerful thing. And, and sometimes when you just think about things on the surface level, it's hard to really understand why emotionally things are impacting you so greatly, right? Because mm-hmm. the, yeah. like on a surface level, you're like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like he just didn't call today. Like that's crazy town, you know, like you start and then you start messing with yeah, yourself, absolutely. right? And, and, and get hard on yourself and all that. But the truth is, is that there's so much more underneath, which is why you're having such an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So for you, having the security, I think it's the security is a really big word that keeps coming up for me for you because you've Mm -hmm. had so many insecure situations with, you know, men in the past and it's all started with dad that I think the more you are able to communicate that that's what this is about to him directly and, and let him know 
you know, just kind of that this is coming up for you and what you need from him when that happens, the more intimate and the closer and the deeper the relationship will become, which is actually probably your very fear as well. So there's a lot kind of to work yeah. through, right over this little hump. I mean, it's easier for you to just run at this point. I don't want to let you, I'm not going to let you do that. This is an opportunity <laughs> for you to actually break a pattern for yourself. Yeah. And so here, and so let's get to the, like, now what? Right. So, so we discovered, you know, kind of some of the core issues. I mean, one, a couple of the fears that I'm hearing that are, are coming up for you is you're, you're fearing that he's going to lose interest, that there's something about you that he's going to like discover suddenly that you're not good enough or whatever that is. And so this is a little bit of a self-esteem issue. Um, so what I really encourage you to do, and I do this a lot, and I, I probably even did it on a call prior, I really want you to pull in and recognize all that you are, your strengths, write down everything that you love about yourself. And you know, it's almost like creating a brag book of some sort mm -hmm. and all the things that you love about yourself physically, um, your personality, your talents, and what you offer in a relationship. And really look at those things. And every day, ritualistically, before bed or in the morning, I want you to add one, read it out loud, look in the mirror. Because the truth is, is that you are good enough. And it's like that, I mean, you're probably too young to remember Saturday Night Live with Stuart Smalley. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> it was this character. I do remember that. Do you remember that? How do you know yeah. this? Yeah, um, I know it's funny that your generation knows this. But anyway, that is, I know it sounds like silly almost, but it, it's true because, you know, you got to be careful of what you tell your brain because your brain will Absolutely. make whatever it is true. And so if you deep down not think you're good enough, guess what? You won't be. And you'll do things that will totally, yeah, have them bolt because you're scared. So you got to mm -hmm. see all that you are and that you're going to be okay with or without him. He's just enhancing your life. But you got to yeah. build a foundation of you and, and being solid with your two feet on the ground so that anybody who comes and anything that comes your way, you know that you're going to be okay because you have you. Hmm. Does that make sense? It makes, um, yes, all the sense in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing I, I want you to do is do a little celebration of the two of you together and all the things that you love about him. You know, write down, remember all the things that you're falling in love with him about, you know, because mm -hmm. in times of stress, what happens too is we start like questioning things about him, things about yourself. I want you to look at all the positive things here because it sounds like there's a lot. And even though there are things that are different about the two of you, the yin and yang often works. You know, maybe that's how you balance yeah. each other out. And to really, you know, kind of work through some of this stuff. And if I were coaching you longer, I mean, I could teach you also some of this, you know, little like tricks here and there of direct and effective communication. But I'm, I'm this level, I think it'd be really good. You know, I've even had couples, I don't know if you've done this already, go to the five love languages website and take the test together. There's a test you can take and it'd be a cute. Oh, I haven't done it with him. I've done it for myself. Do it with him. Do it with him. <laughs> 
totally like fun and enlightening. Have a glass of wine, like make it fun, not like this drama thing. I want to see what love language you are. You know, it's just more like, hey, babe, you know, let's do something kind of fun. And that will be a really unique opportunity to really sit and talk about your communication styles and what you need when those fears come up and what he needs too, because he's going to need for you to chill out. Because if you get, right, like if you don't chillax, you're going to make him run. Because it's so clear to me that he needs to go in his cave and regroup at times and he needs his quiet time. And if you knock on the door of his cave all the time, he's going to get totally annoyed. Yeah, of course. No, I've been very much holding back on doing that. Okay, good, good. But at the same time, don't like, you know, recoil and like walk on eggshells around him either. You know, there's a both of you guys are going to have to compromise a little bit and, and just know what you need. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final exercise that I would have you do and anybody listening do is, you know, I talked about the ghosts of the past and it's good to make a, a running list of what are the ghosts versus mm-hmm. what is the reality and check and balance between those two lists. Because if he had like, let's say, in the reality, there was a list of items of where he would do this and pull back and he'd start cheating or he would leave or he's out partying with his friends. Like if if there's all these things that start piling up in the reality, well, then your anxiety is warranted. Like then there are things Mm -hmm. that are happening that that's causing alarm. But if none of that is happening and he's a good guy and he just needs his downtime and he's more of an in-person person, he doesn't like talking on the phone, he doesn't text, he likes just to see you and that's just him. Yeah, that's definitely the case. Right? Which a lot of guys are, by the way. Um, Then compare that to your ghosts of the past. And I think we just discovered there's a, there's a lot of ghosts here and it all kind of stems from dad. And I would also be, I mean, and again, I don't know like kind of the specifics around your dad, but I highly Mm -hmm. encourage you to even have a conversation with your dad around some of this stuff. Yeah. you know, I think you need to almost go to the mothership. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, you know, we're, we're kind of mm-hmm. addressing the little ships that are swimming around, but I think this all kind of started with, with the mothership and that's kind of the stuff that happened with him and have yeah. like a really beautiful conversation. Cause I think if you had a breakthrough with him, it's going to really help your relationships with men moving forward. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is definitely doable. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> good. I always tell all my clients. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Good's not a, a feeling, by the way. So I always challenge my clients on that. Can you be more specific? <laughs> not, good's not a feeling. Well, I feel, you know what it is? I've spent a lot of time kind of analyzing this whole thing with my dad and analyzing what is, what is going on with these anxieties and my birth and all these things. I just... I, I feel relieved to kind of make the connection. It makes a lot of sense. Mm, relieve, yeah. And it's, it's not exactly, you know, the everything I was analyzing about why I'm feeling this way about the relationship, it never really fell into like, it didn't click into like, okay, that's the place where it's coming from. And now it, I feel like there's an actual click of like, oh, okay, here's the actual connection. And uh-huh. that makes it a lot more, I mean, not easy, but a lot more straightforward to work through. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. No, I'm excited for you. I think like it was almost like we discovered the key to your kingdom, you know, and once yeah. you open that door, <laughs> like, I think just so much of it is going to change for you and your perspective, but I highly encourage you to just kind of keep this direct line of communication going with him rather than mm -hmm. recoiling. You know, the last thing I want you to yeah. do is in a week or two, go back to, to pushing it down. Like this is a great yeah, opportunity. So anyway, that's well, wonderful about him is that he always encourages me to communicate, which is great. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. And I'm so glad that like you had some breakthrough today. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a wonderfully surprising and it feels amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more about what I do and have your own breakthrough, actually, you can start right now by joining my new private Facebook group. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders. And there's a link there to join where you can get all kinds of juicy tips around communication, style, dating, relationships, confidence, you name it. Until then, stay tuned till next week and with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.